One, two, three, go. Go. See, that was all together now, so now I'm <laughs> more nervous. The first one was way off. I think everyone was a little confused on exactly yeah, when we were going. I didn't know I had to actually say go. What? Know? What did you think we were doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I was, know. Hey, I was ready to clap, so I don't know. <laughs> This is this is the the dark souls of podcast intros. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I've done I've done the one joke. We can't make it for the rest yeah, of the podcast now. That's, it's done. It's unfortunate because it probably could have been used better later on. But no, nope, I, too late. It's I, already I been care. used. It is as long it is. as I got to steal it, I'm happy. Right, it's out of my control. Well. Uh, hello everyone, welcome to Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameLuster.com. Uh, if you are new here, each week we're going to do a deep dive into a game or a franchise that we love, or maybe we just want to talk about, or maybe it's very scary. Uh, in a time <laughs> when you know everything's horrible and really serious, I don't want you to look out the window, just cl- close your window for a second, everything's cool in here. Uh, if you are, well, if you are, again, if you are in a vehicle, don't, don't listen to anything I'm saying. Please continue looking through the front. Um... I am Nirav, and I'm going to be your host, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Ree. Howdy. Who's triumphantly returned, and <laughs> our special guests today are uh, my friends Kyle and Justin from Real Life. Say hi. Hi. Hello. Well, that, that was insane. That was impressive. Time. That was really that was insane, impressive. though, so <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. impressive, actually. We did a trial um, earlier, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so Kyle and Justin are both from my D&D group, the one that's been running for 19 years, I think. Um, is that right? At least. So that's at least. About, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, today we are going to be covering the Soulsborne games, including uh, Demon Souls, the Dark Souls trilogy, and then Bloodborne. So uh, we are going to let's let's hop right into it, into the Hall of Fame luster. Everyone uh, step in. Uh, remember that I think we're still on the moon. I don't think we've moved since then. No, I I mean, a lot of... we've managed to rein in our imagination for a bit, so we haven't had to move from the moon for a few episodes, so, so it's mostly good. Yeah, we're, we're being a little bit more grounded and realistic about this one, so <laughs> we're, we are still on the moon, though, and there are many horses. Um, <laughs> oh, not God, really I sure. I always forget about the horses. Yeah, we have two separate groups of, like, just tribes of horses, uh, warring <laughs> factions of horses. <laughs> um, oh, God. It's going to be rough. So uh, today I was trying to get a little more conceptual. Uh, our, our question today, what TV show is the Dark Souls of TV shows? And I know that's going to mean different things to everybody, which is part of the part of the thing. So I didn't want to expound any further than that. Um, uh, Rhea, I want to I hear first from you. Where, where did your mind go with this? Oh, mine's really stereotypical. I've been watching season four of The Crown, and that is like my version of Dark Souls because I find it hard to get through because almost every <laughs> character in it is insanely unlikable. Um, but you've got you've just got power for it. It's very interesting watching a show okay. where you're rooting for almost no one. Um, <laughs> but it's it's definitely a unique television experience. So that has definitely okay. been my Dark Souls this week. All right, that makes that makes sense. All right, Kyle, what about you? Okay, actually, was thinking about this question a whole bunch last night. <laughs> specifically, I, I didn't want because... you to like think about it too much, I guess. But <laughs> well, specifically because I was not sure what you were going for. Yeah. So first, I was thinking of what's a hard show to watch for the casual viewer, which I came up with Westworld because okay. the show is unnecessarily confusing. It is, but. I was, then I wasn't sure if uh, you were going for like a same feel as Dark Souls, 
So I was thinking Berserk, but I didn't know if that counted because A, it's a manga first, yeah, and B, it influenced Dark Souls. It is, it is like the direct inspiration <laughs> for Dark Souls, also, uh, which we'll get to. But yeah, um, so what do you what are you thinking of submit? Um, so I was actually starting to think of what is something that helped influence and define like future TV shows. Okay. Which I'm going to add an asterisk to this. This is a bias because it was like the first adult show that I watched when I was younger, and it uh, ended up with the X Files. Does it help okay. define and influence Monsters of the Week type shows like Supernatural and Fringe? Yeah, it definitely did. With like an overarching storyline, but also the Monsters of the Week episodes, things like that. And yeah. then, uh, secondly, along with Law and Order, it also helped launch like the modern police procedural shows. Mm-hmm. Like CSI and CIS, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, without, just without the supernatural elements, basically. So that's uh, that's where I landed. Okay. Well, that is nice. 100 times more thought than I put into my That's mind. really well thought out. Um, <laughs> I, I was just like, I, I spent, wow, like, maybe the whole two family hours last show night. is annoying. God. <laughs> you just went to your recently watched and said, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. The, I'll, I'll force this one to work. <laughs> All right. Uh, Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I went, uh, I almost went with Supernatural, kind of on the same line as Kyle, but I ended up going back and went with the original Star Trek series, just oh. because it kind of made its own genre. Um, it, yeah. When it first released, it had a lot of issues, and it almost didn't get made, and um, actually Lucille Ball, if you know a little bit of history, she was actually behind, she was the reason that uh, the studio got funding to keep yeah, it. Yeah, I, I had heard that. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, she was kind of like the Miyazaki almost, I guess, <laughs> where she, I guess we'll get into that later, but, um, <laughs> and then, um, it wasn't super popular when, when it was like first out and actually it didn't, uh, get super popular until it was canceled. And then in syndication, uh, after it was all said and done, it became, uh, it became what it is today. Uh, it, it spawned all sorts of, uh, follow-up series, next gen, um, can't think of any other ones right now. It's all mad. Deep, deep space. Thank two, you. Deep space. What was the other one? It's Fi- yeah, all, all the Star genres Trek Firefly. Where you're in a spaceship flying around. Um, Cowboy and, Bebop. Yeah. That. <laughs> on top of that, uh, it's very hard to get through that original series, but it's. Um, <laughs> I can oh attest to that. <laughs> it really is. I I think they're fifty minutes I've, each. I've watched like 60s. very sporadic episodes of Star Trek. I don't know that there's any way I could just like sit down and watch the whole show. Yeah, I I made myself do it, which I guess kind of puts me in that uh, Soulsborne category of wanting to finish something. God, but they're they're great. Uh, if anyone wants to watch it, I would recommend looking up like a top ten episode and then just doing that. Yeah. Oh okay. my God. Do not sit through the whole thing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right. So. Um, my submission is uh, is lost, and here's why. Uh, first of all, it is confusing. It is complex. The show gives you basically no direction insofar as that I don't think that the showrunners had any direction either. Um, it becomes increasingly more difficult to watch as the show goes on. Uh, and it's also, I, I kind of want to tie it into the fact that the island is sort of an open world situation, but, like, there are two high-level areas for you to go to certain places before you're ready. Um, there are even hidden places that are, you know, where you already are, where you already have been and stuff like that, and there's, like, a little bit of a Metroidvania feel, like, oh, I've discovered this fucking bunker or whatever in the place we've been sitting on for two months, 
Um, and there's even some uh, some uh, Dark Souls bosses in the form of big polar bears. So, uh, yeah, I, I felt pretty good about that. I, I think it becomes almost impossible to watch by the end. <laughs> now, Justin can attest to this, but I was actually texting with him last night, and Lost was my original answer. So I'm True. really glad that I didn't uh, steal your answer twice <laughs> in a row. <laughs> yeah, my backup answer was Westworld, actually, so... <laughs> I like that we're all on the same page, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently. <laughs> it's a show that's well, just... I'm, I'm got... a little bit left field, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the Crown is... the, the cr- I've always said that The Crown is the X-Files of Netflix's original catalog. Wow. <laughs> oh, my, I'm trying to wrap my head around that statement. <laughs> it's hurting. Uh, so, because of uh, an, uh, something that happened last week where Axel sort of hijacked uh, our Hall of Fame luster by voting for himself twice. Um, <laughs> what? Something that, something that, yeah, something that no one has ever even tried to do before, so I didn't think to make a rule. There is a new rule. You can't oh. vote for yourself twice. Okay. Um, you can vote for yourself for one time? Yeah, so okay. everyone is going to get two votes, and you can distribute them wherever you want, uh, but you can only do one per person, basically. Okay. All right, so let's start at the top. So, Ree, where are your two votes going? Um, okay, definitely X-Files, just because one, that answer was really fought out, and yeah, yeah. like, you're 100% true. It's incredibly influential in the same way Dark Souls and, like, Demon Souls and everything's been. Um, oh, and I think another one for Star Trek as well, just because, yes. absolutely, it's it's a show that is worth trying to get through if you can. Mm-hmm. But it requires a lot of perseverance. You want you want the Star Trek platinum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to. You're, you're going to show that to your friends. <laughs> you're going to open your Netflix account and just sh- see all the red bars under every episode and go, "Look what I did, guys! Look what I did!" <laughs> so yeah, throwing that about. Okay. All right, uh, Kyle. What are you thinking? Okay, I'm going to give one to Star Trek mm-hmm. because I mean, as someone that's used to modern shows. Yes, that is very difficult to get through. <laughs> yeah. I've I've watched maybe like the first season and I I lost interest just because it was so dated. And it's not something I grew up with. And then my other vote uh I'm going to give it to myself because mm-hmm. I spent 2 hours trying to think of that answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh that's yeah, fair. that's all right, I believe you. Um, all right, uh, Justin. Uh, let's do one for X Files for sure. Uh huh. And to avoid a tie. Um, oh no no we like ties here. <laughs> oh we do. Ties are funny because then we get to combine them and we have get to fuse mutant... them into one entity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> into an abomination. Yeah. I like the idea of that. I'm going to resist and go for Lost. Nah. Uh, uh, all right. Only because I was, I'm totally there with you on uh, the way you described it. The only reason I didn't go with Lost, I was one of the ones I thought of, uh, is because the ending was kind of bizarre and didn't make any sense and kind of ruined the whole thing, which I've never experienced in a Soulsborne game. Yeah, I, I don't think that traditionally has happened, but I, I was just thinking, like, the by the end, it was very hard to keep watching. Yes. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm so close, I gotta make it through, like, yes. I gotta power through, you know? Yeah, so point point for Lost. All right. Cool. Well, I was actually going to vote for Lost in Star Trek anyway, so we did get our, our wish. Um, so now we've got to combine nice. Star Trek and the X-Files into one creature. Um, oh, God. Okay, X-Trek or Star Files? What do you guys like better? I think X-Trek. Star Files sounded better, but X-Trek speaks to my soul. Yeah, I, I immediately <laughs> click with, with X-Trek. Mm. X-Trek sounds like a brand that might make hiking backpacks. <laughs> 
I don't know. It sounds a bit lewd as well, so it could go either way. <laughs> X track with a uh, with oh, tri- triple X track. Would be like what that is. Yeah, the X is in right now too. People love the letter X right now. Space um, X. Space X. That's we're getting close. Star X is something, um. or Trek files. <laughs> the Trek files, dude. <laughs> oh, that sounds like that sounds like a travel show. So that's quite wholesome. <laughs> Uh, Star Files, Starfield? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what's the, what's the premise of this show? Uh, I'm gonna type in X-Track for now with two Ks to sort of make up for it. <laughs> the premise of X-Track is that there are, it's a, it's a police procedural about a space police force that patrols the galaxy for human instances for uh see like whenever humans appear they're like oh we can't let the alien the rest of the aliens know about this <laughs> and, like, there's have been to, a like, human sighting oh, yeah God. exactly exactly that's what i'm thinking um i would watch Ooh, i like that and there's a hu- there's like a human of the week situation you know <laughs> Oh god yeah no, I, uh, I like that i like that okay great it can and even then, be like famous humans too like, oh that would be really good like yeah if if you if you if if I was like fighting a, the humans of Earth, like I think like Leonardo DiCaprio is definitely like an early boss fight. <laughs> I think he's got a private jet. <laughs> I think that's how he he fight him. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get out of here. Uh, let's move on to our our main segment here. I wanted to kind of get into it since it's going to be a chunky one today. Uh, we are talking about uh, Soulsborne. So welcome to Bustums, everybody. Please bring out your big hammer. I guess they have hammers in these games. So or your oh, yeah. bi- pull out the blunderbuss. We're gonna nice. bust this thing open. Um, we're gonna find out what's inside. Um, you guys, everyone have everyone ready? Yep. All right, yep. make yep. make some sound let's effects, please. Oh. Uh, <laughs> boom! Someone might pick that up. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if um. Wait, let's see. It, boom. Uh, now, if you guys heard that and you like were really startled and like are looking around for an explosion, don't worry. That was us doing sound effects. Uh, that was not real. Uh. All right. So let's <laughs> edit something cool. <laughs> and then yeah, and then subsequently and then a real explosion. Me. Okay, I'll do that. Um, so uh, we're kicking this off with uh, Demon Souls. So how how many of y'all have actually played like the OG Demon Souls? I have. You have. Okay. So no. I have not. I've watched some gameplay of it, and I have. I actually have the PS5 Demon Souls sitting here next to me, but what? I don't have a no PS5, PS5 yet. Yeah. It's on the way. <laughs> it's in the mail right now. So what I have here is a useless piece of plastic. Ah, oh, so cool. <laughs> You can still play with it as, like, a Frisbee, though. <laughs> I guess. I also have Miles Morales here doing sort of a similar thing. Ugh. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, Demon Souls was actually, um, was created, sorry, was, I'll, I'll start at the beginning. This was created by From Software, who, before this, was best known for the, um, oh, Jesus, I've already forgotten the name, Armored Core series, um, which I loved those as a kid. Did anyone else play Armored Core? No. I, I saw them in <laughs> no. stores, and every time I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, I want to get that," and I never bought it. I don't think I ever had it, but I had a friend. I had a friend who had it, and like I was stayed over at his house a lot, and like on the PS One, I think we played it a bunch. I think it was Armor Core Two. Had like some of 
uh, for that time period, that was like some of the most fun like local multiplayer. Um, but anyway, so after they finished their robot games, they were like, "What's up? What's next?" Um, and uh, they actually had another series of some somewhat smaller games, I suppose. They were kind of smaller, more dedicated games called Kingsfield. Do you guys know anything about those? No, I do I've not. Never heard of that? Should I know? Yeah, see, I hadn't heard about it until I started reading about this, but FromSoft actually made four smaller games called Kingsfield, and the Demon Souls itself is a successor to Kingsfield. Um, it is so, like a spiritual sequel. So were Kingsfield just they just never took off, so they had to just abandon it and go for Demon Souls. Yeah, and if you look at any footage of of, uh, of Kingsfield, it literally is just. What, there's not even any environments, really. Like, they didn't even <laughs> render any environments. It's just kind of a black square that you're in, and you walk up, and you fight a very hard boss, and then just go to the next one. <laughs> well, I it mean, given... Yeah, this, this does look given how That's insane, considering how Soulsborne games look and how atmospheric they are. It's insane yeah, that they yeah. didn't even realize how important that was initially. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy that they got through four of these bad boys, because I'm pretty sure none of them were very successful. I think they were, like, critically appreciated, but, like, none of them sold very well. Um, so, uh, Demon Souls was kind of a weird situation, because uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, who is kind of one of the most beloved people in the games industry now, at the time was not, like, a huge, uh, like, a huge name, even inside FromSoft. He, he was just kind of a guy working there. Um... And after Kingsfield, they were like, all right, let's let's make something more atmospheric, something with a story of, of some kind, like, quote-unquote story. Um, and just, like, you know, maybe anything but just sort of this black mesh world. <laughs> um, so um, Demon Souls had an extremely troubled development and actually was, like, in development hell for a long time. It went through several directors and finally... Uh, after a while, uh, so, so by the way, Sony was the one who was uh, publishing this game. So uh, they were working with Sony, and they were like, "Hey, we're we're trying to make a game here." And Sony was like, "Yeah, like you, what you're making is again just you're just making a big dragon in inside a black box. Like we don't want that." <laughs> um, and so it just happened again and again until finally Miyazaki like stepped up at a meeting one day and said, "Like I'm the director now." Um, <laughs> Just, like, literally nobody wanted to take control of this project because it was such a mess. Like, there were so many disparate visions between all the different executives and, like, Sony was, like, had them on, like, a ticking clock, you know? And so he actually, by the way, the Demon Souls that we got is actually a lower difficulty than the one he originally designed because he had to, like, meet, he had to, yeah. You're welcome. Uh, Miyazaki (laughs) had to sort of meet Sony in the middle to, like, make something that they were okay with releasing. Um (laughs) <laughs> so the game actually originally met with sort of middling sales and reception, but in in Japan, um, and sort of Bandai Namco like kind of stepped in and was like, okay, well, you know, we think this has some potential in the West. Um, this was not it. This was not a big deal in Japan. Even FromSoft is a Japanese company, by the way, if you hadn't gathered. Um, so Bandai Namco took it out to the West, and it immediately like sn- like flew off like there was no stopping it it was a commercial and critical success like rolled out like crazy so yeah i don't know like i if you guys have any thoughts on like why that happened like why it didn't take off in japan and why it exploded in, in like in the west like immediately uh i i kind of feel like the whole like knights and dragon and magic is a very kind of uh western maybe originates in europe uh, yeah 
So kind of like the same with, I, I heard you mention on one of your previous podcasts, you were talking about uh, Zelda, how it didn't really take off in Japan. Yeah. But it's it big over yeah. here. It's kind of like the same idea. You're kind of a knight riding a horse, fighting other knights, kind of. I think that just kind of resonates more with the West. Yeah, I think so. Um, Fees are basic fantasies, kind of. Yeah, like what what we think of as like quote unquote generic fantasy is really just like European fantasy for, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, that, that I also I I'm always reminded of like the Dark Souls Demon Souls stuff when people when when some stuff came up about Ghost of Tsushima because you know that's an American studio and like they basically made like a Japanese fantasy game and like some people were like oh they should have done that and I'm like well I mean Dark Souls did pretty well everyone liked that one <laughs> like they did they I think they hit it okay with their take on. Like, cause it, it, it isn't exactly like the, the traditional fantasy we know, right? There's like, a, it's like a little bit weird and different. Oh God, no, I completely agree. Yeah. And I think Which that's is good. outside, the outside, like new, like a fresh face of eyes on it, I think really helps. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I've only played Bloodborne. Um, and it is just like Victorian fantasy, but a little bit off like viewed through like a different sort of lens um and it's really interesting when you have like an outsider um working with these stories that they didn't necessarily grow up with it's really cool yeah it definitely is um yeah so what do you guys think about the difficulty thing i, I found that interesting that like <laughs> it was originally more difficult than the, the one that they ended up releasing i'm kind of interested in the more Sony. difficult one <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want to play that one yeah i mean i'd I do like a, a good challenge, though. Yeah, I, I think that Demon Souls is already a sufficient enough challenge for most people. <laughs> I think Demon pain. Souls is one of the harder ones. So, I, I mean, everyone's everyone has a completely different opinion on which of these Souls things is the hardest. Like no, there is no consistency among which ones people say are the hardest. Um, difficulty like, is relative. It is. It is. True. Like for my for my money, like I've tried all of them, and Bloodborne has been by far the hardest for me, and Sekiro <laughs> has been the easiest but like that's it's just so completely inconsistent between people so i don't think any of them has definitively been the hardest one um yeah do you guys have any more thoughts on the og demon souls and about the the development there i don't know i kind of feel like the difficulty played a uh uh, a role in it being successful over here though just because people heard that it was really hard so they were like oh i have to get this game to prove that i can beat it (laughs) but you don't think there are any true gamers over in japan no, there are, but we just we heard the rumors. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, we, so I, we knew. I, I like the idea that like the West was more up for a pissing contest of who can get furthest in Demon Souls. So. Honestly, I mean, if you look at us just overall, that wouldn't surprise then, like, me. Yeah, it doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. Um, so what came yeah, out around that game. Uh, what what other games came out? Did, let's, do you have a let's, list, maybe? I can check real quick. I'd be really curious, uh, not to get ahead of myself, but it, well, I, I love Bloodborne. That's kind of why I'm here. Uh, and I was looking at the games I played before that, and that really, I think, influenced um, what I, I wanted to challenge really badly. Um, so I'm curious is maybe there were a bunch of meh games ahead of time, and people were just bored All right, and wanted so to challenge. All right, so Demon's Souls came out October 7th in 20, eh, sorry, 2009. So let's see what the other big hitters were this year. Um the, we had Batman Arkham Asylum, we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Assassin's Creed 2, Uncharted 2, Left 4 Dead 2, uh, Dragon Age Origins, Borderlands, 
Uh, I think it was probably a pretty good year for video games. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a pretty good year. <laughs> Halo 3 came out. Odious. I mean, cons- considering all that, and also considering the development hell, has there ever been a game more bloody lucky than Demon's Souls, really? Like- <laughs> yeah. That is interesting that Demon Souls managed to like capture any audience this year. Oh, man, the Ghostbusters game came out. <laughs> Guitar Hero 5, everyone's favorite Guitar Hero. I had um, no idea they even went. Above I did not know they made five. Four I thought they. Three. Yeah, I thought they ended at four. Um, I was wrong. Also, DJ Hero came out, and uh, if anyone's excited about that, I did have DJ Hero. <laughs> I mean, I do I have a future role as a as a DJ from that game. So, I've often thought about if there was a way to use the DJ Hero controller for some other game. I'm sure we're actually is. DJing. Yeah. Somehow. Well. No, like I want to, like I want to play D- Demon Souls with the DJ Hero controller. Oh, you should make a Twitch account when you do that, or you, you have one. Never mind. You're yeah. one step in already. Yeah, I'm already ahead of the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, so let's let's jump ahead to the the big boy. Uh, 2011 Dark Souls. Uh, so just two years after, because it used the same engine as Demon Souls and a lot of the same imagery. And, uh, you know, re- recycled a lot of the assets and stuff like that. They were able to design a new game, Dark Souls, to follow it up. And it is, you know, obviously recognized as one of the all-time greats. Um, and I would certainly classify it as one of the most influential games ever. Um, you can, yeah, you can you can see pretty much in how it reaches almost every piece of media at this point, like in time. Like, Dark Souls has been so crazily influential on, on just TV, movies, all that stuff, um, but also was a, was a little bit of a rough launch because it just didn't work on PC. <laughs> it just didn't didn't go. Um, I hate when that happens. What, what is it with these games and just like having so much working against them, but still absolutely bloody <laughs> yeah. taking off? Like, what deal with the devil did they do after they did that original trilogy? What was it even called? King something? Kingsfield. Kingsfield. We love like, Kingsfield just, here. You can just tell, like, from software, one hundred percent made some sort of sacrifice to get some sort of success. After they did. That, this is insane. I, I often tell people that, like, I am a hundred percent sure that, like. For, like 40 years ago like Shigeru Miyamoto was like walking down a dark path and like a crossroads <laughs> demon appeared to him and he made a deal with it and it said like okay you're gonna make uh, 10 out of 10 games every time basically for the rest of time but everything else you do has to be terrible everything <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's so true <laughs> and like I'm wondering if, if Miyazaki here st- made some sort of a similar deal with with another kind of demon um but yeah, Dark, Dark Souls, uh, Miyazaki was still the director for this game, but he took a way more hands-off approach on this one, and he kind of asked the team to, like, hey, come up with your own stuff and just pitch it to me. So, like, uh, you know, like, somebody, like, he would tell his team, like, hey, you know, if you come up with an idea for a boss, sketch it out, bring it to me, and we'll we'll work it in, you know? Like, it wasn't all, like, just, this was, Demon Souls was very much, like, him as, like, a one-man show trying to salvage it, and this was, you know, he had a lot more input from other people on this, but... Um, he has a quote here I found interesting. I put three major guidelines in place. Gods and knights centered around Anor Londo, demonic chaos and flames centered around Lost Isolith, and the theme of death centered around Gravelord Nito. To these themes we added the special concept of ancient dragons that predate all life, and this formed the basis for Dark Souls. The, this quote makes me think this man might be insane. Yeah, like he did not do a he did not do a deal with the devil. Like he was the demon. 
He just appeared in a from so- in from so- softworks like boardroom. Was like, guys, you pick, you're fucking everything up. I'm running the show from now on. Yeah, I'm Demon Souls, <laughs> the final boss. Uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about Dark Souls One a little bit. Um, so Justin, you've t- t- touched that a little bit, right? You haven't played much of it, or man, uh, I've watched my brother play it when I was younger. Uh, I I haven't played anything up till Dark Souls Three. <laughs> Kyle's your uh, Kyle's your main man on this one. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, I know you're Dark Souls boy. Like I personally have, I was just playing a little bit of it. I'm like three or four hours in. Um, it's actually not. It's actually not as hard as I thought it was going to be. I think the main difficulty of the game to me at this point in my life is that it doesn't explain anything to you. The mechanic. Yeah. It's not. It's not really just. It's not really the mechanics of like fighting. It's. It's more like I have no idea what any of this is or does. Like, you can discover the story in the game, or you can just be like, I'm just going to walk around killing stuff, and, like, that works too. Like, it's just whatever works best for you. Um, yeah. I mean, it is, it's a lot more satisfying if you actually do uh, try to find the story and understand the story. Uh, but, I mean, if you, if you just wanted to walk around killing stuff, that works completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kyle, as, as an aficionado here, sell me on, on Dark Souls if I don't know anything about it. Uh, okay. Well, I, I would probably appeal to uh, someone that just wants to walk around killing stuff, just because it is kind of difficult to find it, to figure out the story. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but this is uh, this is a game where you just sort of... Uh, the level design is insane. Everything connects together. Um, if, you're at a, if you're at an area at the beginning of the game, you're going to get back to that area at some point, just from some random passage that just opens up as you progress through the game. Um, and it's it's just it's always super interesting the way things uh, will mesh together because um, you start off you start off at, at this very beginning level and everything just sort of connects back to that level. Uh, you'll always circle back to that same exact area, and I don't know that that kind of exploration just really really appeals to me, and I feel like that's sort of what uh, opened up the game best for me. I think. <laughs> okay. It sounds pretty consistent throughout everything that I've played. Like that, like from day one, it sounds like that was, uh, you know, you walk around killing stuff if you want. Um, there is lore and story if if you want to look for it, but we're more concerned about you facing this challenge. Yeah, yeah the exactly. the lack of yeah the story's like unimportance to the playing of the game has always been interesting to me. It kind of reminds me of Doom a little bit in that yes. way. Um, I don't know, Re. How do you feel about that? Are you in yet? What am I in Dark Souls yet? <laughs> are you is this no? I'm, I, are you are you are you sold on Dark Souls yet? Oh God. Um. Well, based on my experience of playing Bloodborne, um, I'm a little bit apprehensive. <laughs> um, I'm really sure by the fact that you said it isn't, you know, as difficult as you thought it was going to be. Um. But I am what I'm like. Want to touch on quickly is the aspect of like you have to find the story. So like, how is that? Like, is it just told through environmental storytelling? Can you breeze through the game without knowing the story? Like, how does that actually work in practice? Uh, well, you'll come across characters and and uh, people that will uh, sort of explain some of the lore, things that have happened in the past, and the. Um, <laughs> in the land, um, and, and you'll come across some uh, some areas where that just sort of have things for you to read that sort of just expand on the lore. Um, 
When you say the NPCs will explain something, what you mean is that they'll say, I found a book in my shoe yesterday, and then take a long swig of a drink and then cackle uncontrollably. And it's yeah, you. I mean, that does happen, too. You do, no, have some, you do have some NPCs that have gone insane. It almost <laughs> feels like... <laughs> It, it almost feels like an absurdist work, you know? Like, it, it feels like the FromSoft has, like, gone out of their way to make the whole thing so absurd you can't comprehend any of it. <laughs> like, to just increase the difficulty on that end, too. With regards to difficulty, at least in Dark Souls, you can use a shield, unlike Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I, I like the shield, it's good. Um, once you, yeah, like... I think also it's because at this point in my life, I've played a lot of video games and like, it's not too hard to like just transition into a new one. But I think when this came out in 2011, it was not really like anything that people are used to. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really added to the factor of difficulty. Um, So yeah, like, I mean, Dark Souls, like, I, I, I genuinely think you can see its influence everywhere. Like, I mean, even in Mario Odyssey, there's a Dark Souls level. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Have you guys seen that? Wait, what do you mean? It? Yeah. Yeah, in the, there's a there's a okay, so there is a um level in in Mario Odyssey where you like inexplicably like your your uh little guy uh what is it called? Like the you know the little flying machine you have like crashes and you literally walk out into Dark Souls and like you get a you get like a knight armor and like a, a lance and everything and then you have to fight a legitimate like dragon from Dark Souls uh and it's like an actual like a whole thing in there and then it's like a short level it's just basically one giant boss fight but like um if y'all haven't seen it just you can just type in mario Mario dark souls you know i played that game and i don't remember that so this means miyamoto has played dark souls oh yeah i'm I'm absolutely sure he has i I need to see that in the nintendo direct is him playing dark souls (laughs) and sakurai as well i reckon that's a fun time also great does that mean they can get Technically, if they've if they've played the game, does that mean there's a chance of getting a Dark Souls character in Smash? I mean, there's like people have been wanting like Solaire to be in Smash for a long time. Uh, Imagine I mean, that. Yeah, yeah, could be. Uh, I do want to recommend a video quickly. Uh, there is a video on YouTube of Shigeru Miyamoto playing somebody's level in Mario Maker and just sort of like critiquing it <laughs> and being like. Mm. <laughs> This is not. This is not what a Mario would do. Mm, no, no, not very good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like I would. He's like. He's like. I would have put the block over here, but I don't know. <laughs> it's like very oh, passive aggressive. Um, yeah, he's he's he is good at Mario. Surprisingly enough. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Because um, some of those levels are kind of insane. Not to get up. Yeah, yeah. Those Mario yeah, Maker yeah. levels can just be insane. They can be very crazy. I, there was a uh, to get back on Dark Souls. There was a I was reading some interviews and somebody asked Miyazaki if he could beat his own games, <laughs> and I thought that was like almost rude. <laughs> but he was like, "Yeah, I can beat him." He's, he said uh, he has to grit his teeth through it or something like that. But he can yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I always love those kinds of things. Like even uh, Jeff Kaplan, the director of Overwatch, like he admitted it. T- it took him about uh, a year after the game released for him to climb his way into the grandmaster <laughs> like <Nice. laughs> but he, he was like yeah he's like yeah i was in platinum like for like a few months at the beginning and there were like thousands of people in the world that were better at my own game than me <laughs> um he's honest yeah uh so yeah back, back to dark souls though like even fucking the last star wars movie they just went to the dark souls planet at the end <laughs> i mean they you guys really remember did, that didn't they 
Oh yeah. god, they absolutely did. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order is also just kind of Dark Souls. That one's kind of like Dark Souls Light. It's yeah. That, one, it's, that one's it's definitely so... easier than all of them. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely my, is. My brother was like, "Hey, I hope you'll talk about that game because <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me of Dark Souls a lot." Yeah, it should. I mean, it there's definitely to. a lot of influence. Uh, with I have the, not played the combat. it. Uh, it's, uh, it's coming to Game Pass soon, though. I'm pretty sure. If you have a console, it's already on console Game Pass. It's coming to PC Game Pass, uh, hopefully in a week or two. Nice. It's on my list. Um, I, mean, if, I love if that it, game. But... Is essentially just Baby's first Dark Souls. Baby's for yeah. <laughs> I should probably just start on that one <laughs> rather than jump in with Bloodborne. I don't know what I was thinking. I I don't know. I've been I've been curious about Jedi Fallen Order, but I also am like not like super into Star Wars. I like Star Wars a little, but like there doesn't seem to be any room for people like me in the world. <laughs> it's over for me. I used to love it, and I'm just like, God, they've just <laughs> they've just ruined it. You know, I'm like yeah. more into it now than I was before. Oh, interesting. I mean, Are you not, really? Not because of the last trilogy. I did not. The last trilogy was definitely the worst one to me. <laughs> I'm a yeah. prequel apologist. I'll say yeah, that. Same oh, here. God, same. same. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Defense squad. Well, I mean, like yes. they, they look better in retrospect. I, and I, I think that, like, I think is it Ryan that always says he's like starts yelling about the prequels, and he's like, the prequels had something to say, and the sequel <laughs> trilogy did <laughs> not. There was yeah. passion. You cannot deny that George Lucas had passion. You can say many things about him. But well, yeah, if, you're give, if we're giving out points for ambition. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. He just needed someone else to write his dialogue, and it would have been great. The prequel trilogy, <laughs> the pre- making that prequel trilogy was sort of like the Dark Souls of movie making, I think. <laughs> oh, so how many times we made that joke? We've made that joke it's, twice it's gonna now. Be, it's we're pretty gonna, good get, for 38 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah let's get some more in there. Okay, we'll, we'll try yeah. and hit five. So... Let's move on. Uh, so at this point, um, Miyazaki said, like, okay, I feel good about Dark Souls. I want to do something completely different and began to design from the ground up Bloodborne. And that was not what uh, uh, Bandai Namco wanted. They said, nope, another Dark Souls, please. <laughs> and he said, well, I can't. I can't. I'm doing Bloodborne. And they said, Dark Souls, please. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, it basically, um, From Software um, went under a different director, and uh, some of the team that made Dark Souls 1 continued on and made Dark Souls 2 um, under somebody else, and in the meantime, uh, Miyazaki worked on Bloodborne. Uh, they were made at the exact same time, basically the same start and finish dates. Um, and uh, yeah, it is it is still it is still a canon game, but it isn't technically part of the overall Souls story, if there is one, really. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, in my mind, really similar to what happened with Bioshock, because, like, you know, uh, Ken Levine it was the very integral, he was the director, writer of Bioshock, and then, you know, he popped it out, and then immediately 2K Games was like, you, we need another one by next year, <laughs> and he's like, I, I can't do that, and they were like, mm, find someone who can, and they had a... Uh, uh, actually, Arcane uh, Arcane Studios, the Dishonored people, were pulled in to make Bioshock 2, while Ken Levine immediately started working on Bioshock Infinite after the first game. So, both weird development cycles on that, where the second game is sort of, like, only sort of real. But, yeah, I don't know, Kyle, you said you played a little Dark Souls 2? Yeah, I did not like it as much as the first one. Um, I think that's been the general consensus. I mainly didn't like that if you've killed an enemy enough times they just stop respawning and that kind of killed the oh, wow. difficulty as that much for me so i, I don't know it, i did not appreciate that part 
Mm. But then there are also some areas that were so wildly hard that you do have to get some of the enemies to stop respawning that it, it just didn't flow that well to me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know that there's a lot to say about Dark Souls 2. It met with like still like success critically and commercially, but it was like much, much less beloved than the first Dark Souls. Who was the director of Dark Souls 2? Let's Who was Miyazaki? Because I I, I, don't, I've, I kept reading about this, Dark Souls 2, and, and I never got the name, and I feel kind of bad for that. Because I, uh, I know a couple people that have played now, it, and they were like, it's not as bad as everyone says. I, I think sometimes Naotoshi, people that are fans... His name's Naotoshi... Sorry, Naotoshi Zen. The only game that he has made other than this was uh, The Adventures of Cookie and Cream, a 3D platformer <laughs> wow. for the PlayStation 2 in the year 2000. Um, it is oh a. My it, Lord. It, wow. it looks like Cookie and Cream are sort of polygonal rabbits with uh, ears that spin around like tails, um, and they can fly. You said, so is it polygonal. fair to say? Is it fair to say that maybe this was a bit of a leap for him? It seems like this might have been not in his wheelhouse. Um, but I, I you meant like polygamy when you said polygamal. I was like, what? These adventures of polygamous rabbits. A polygamous 3D platformer for the like, PlayStation wow, You figure that too. out really quick about them. It must be the way they look. <laughs> So I don't, see, I don't see a ring on those fingers. I don't know. <laughs> and when I say finger, I mean chunk of arm. Oh. I was reading uh, some interviews about him, and um, I got a quote. It's it's translated, so it's not perfect, but um, Miyazaki was giving a uh, Dark Souls 2 interview to, it was 4Gamer, and he said, My personal thought on the matter was that Dark Souls 2 project could be a huge chance for even someone other than myself. I've already received plenty of chances, and if someone else in the company could take that same chance and make good on it, then From Software could grow as an organization. Also, speaking as a developer, and I've already said this in previous interviews, but I also wanted to see what kind of possibilities awaited when the base concept of Dark Souls was unshackled from myself. So it was like a big opportunity for somebody else, and it was kind of maybe, I mean, I'm not an insider, but maybe why FromSoft is such a big company now and why they can it seems like they can work on multiple projects at once yeah definitely and i think that from all their newer games have all been much larger in scope you know like uh these uh i I believe that miyazaki also directed he directed bloodborne and then dark souls 3 and then um sekiro Mm -hmm. but he also has taken all those were, you know, sort of cross development and they all, all like, you know, he took a very hands off approach with all of them. Like he like like I said, with even going back to his original approach with the first Dark Souls was like, hey, like this is not a one man show. Like whatever your ideas are, we'll work them in there, you know. Um, and I, I think that's great. I'm, I'm glad that he's been so open to, to working with people like that, because uh, there's. Some, there's some games where you look at that and you're very much like that is like one single person's vision. You know, yeah, like uh, like Metal Gear Solid and Kojima is like a yes. great example of that. Yeah, uh, I was about to say that's a very interesting approach because normally when you get, like, I suppose, directors that clearly have a vision for the game, it sounds like he's willing to acknowledge that while he has that vision, that might not that shouldn't be the only vision. Yeah, he's sort um, of the anti George th- Lucas. Exactly, exactly that. Um, he acknowledges that he should maybe be reined in sometimes. Um, Whereas, yeah, like you said with Kojima, when he went, Metal Gear definitely went as well, because I guess he hadn't... Oh, you guys didn't like Metal Gear Survive? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, um, it didn't exactly have the same, like, you know, otter vision <laughs> that the other Metal Gear games had. Um, and maybe that could have been different if he had that approach, but, I mean, that's not wasn't really his fault. No, uh, that was definitely not his fault. <laughs> exactly. But it's just, it's just interesting. You very rarely hear of game directors like that, that are willing yeah. to listen to other perspectives. Very yeah, interesting. Very noble. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for a Japanese company, I'll say, which are notorious, like, you know, in, in Japanese business hierarchies, it's sort of notorious that, like, you literally can't suggest anything to your boss for anything. Like, you just sit oh, wow. and do what you're told. Um, it's a ve- Japan is a very hierarchical place in the business sense. Like, if, like, you know, here, if you're in a meeting and your boss says something and you're like, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea, like, you know, that's normal, but over there, that you cannot do that. It's... So, like, the fact that he's, he's takes an approach like this, it's a very Western approach, honestly. Um, okay, which is that, like, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's jump on to, I know, the one you guys want to talk about, Bloodborne. So, <laughs> what about Dark Souls 3? D- Dark Souls 3 came after Bloodborne. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, getting ahead of us, Justin. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you, don't know the, you don't know the lore, dude. Um, so this was published by Sony again, like, you know, Sony had a good time working with them on Demon's Souls. So they were like, Hey, uh, you want to do another one? Huh? Huh? And, uh, so this came out in 2015. It follows the hunter through a decaying Victorian era, like London sort of city called Yarnum. And the world's infected with a bloodborne disease. That's where the name comes from. But also you're born of blood. Haha, <laughs> names is good. The player fights through Lovecraftian horrors to find the source of the plague. It looks Mm -hmm. nicer than London does now. I I (laughs) I was playing that and I was like, this looks. I was playing it and I was just thinking, this this design looks gorgeous. And now I'm reading this and you're saying it's meant to be decaying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's it's fun. Like, people say the same thing about. In, like, I've, I've seen people from Australia say the same thing about the Mad Max movies. And they're like, this is just a documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so this uh, had obviously a lot of influence from Lovecraft and also from Bram Stoker. Um, so Miyazaki considers Bloodborne to be, like, an alternate spiritual sequel to Demon Souls. So, like, in in his mind, basically, like, Demon Soul, basically what he said is that, like, Demon Souls is a spiritual sequel to the Kingsfield series. Dark Souls is one. Uh, Dark Souls is a spiritual sequel to Demon Souls. Bloodborne is also a spiritual sequel sequel to uh, to Demon Souls. But Bloodborne and Dark Souls have no relation in his mind. God, that okay. mind. So, <laughs> I just break. I want to yeah. Yeah. know how that mind. Yeah, works. especially <laughs> I think he was he, it was at the start of a new console generation, eighth gen or whatever. So I think. Just yeah. doing a clean break is like the perfect time to just make something your own, especially as much experience. We lost somebody. As as. Hello, Kyle. You good? Oh, can you no, hear me? No, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we can. But, okay, uh... cool. Yeah, I, I just everyone really quiet there for a second. I think something was up my Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's Discord, okay. I guess. Yeah, no problem. But. Yeah, well, one thing I wanted to, to point out was that, like, um, Miyazaki did see a lot of the online toxicity coming from Dark Souls, inspiring people to tell, you know, say, like, you know, the famous, like, get good, you know. Um, people were using it to basically, like, and, and quite honestly, like, it, it tied right into, like, the toxic masculinity of, of the video game industry at the time. Um, mm. 
people saying like, you know, I'm better than you because I'm better at this video game. You're a lesser being in some sense or another. And he saw that and he was like, oh, I just, I did not even realize this was going to happen. Like, I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to inspire stuff like that. And so he actually tried to make Bloodborne easier. I don't know if it worked. (laughs) I was about to say Um, citation extremely. (laughs) Yeah, extremely needed. (laughs) But he was like, I made an easy one this time. And everyone was like, okay, all right, let's, let's try it. Turns out it's still super difficult. <laughs> yeah, so I have spent eight hours on Bloodborne. Uh, I did this a long time ago. I got maybe a little bit past the werewolf. Um, so this oh, is not the really first werewolf. Yeah, not really a like, game for we... me. There's like a million werewolves. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Here, I'm just so I know we're on the same page because we were talking about this earlier. Is that the werewolf that's in the the first building? The first room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That when you one. wake up. So. <laughs> Yeah, so Nirav and I, I don't think we're made for Bloodborne no. because we both made the same mistake where, because what the game expects you to do is you go against the werewolf in the first room, you die, you get sent to the, is it Hunter's Dream? Yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah, the heaven and, thing. Yeah. And you're meant to find the weapons that are essentially right in front of you. Yes. Um, I did not. Nirav I, did not. I assume <laughs> not, no. They, they, it, um, it doesn't really... Uh, it Again, it just it's does, not really good at showing you where the weapons the are. The difficulty of these games is that they don't tell you anything. Like it's you're shiny, just I know. <laughs> I was everything's up shiny. Until, oh. I was up until two a.m. last night, Oof. just trying again and again to defeat this werewolf with my bare hands, oh. and just getting so angry that I couldn't. And I was like, I've got like a bug version of the game or something. But like the, it doesn't work. The thing is, like by the time that I got the weapon and like like I, I by the time I looked it up and was like I picked up the weapon and I like still had to try a few times to beat him, but I did. And like I got out there into the world and started walking around. I was just so fucking sick of this game. I was so so <laughs> sick of it. I was like, this fucking I mean, game, Jesus Christ. And so I. I'm I, actually really enjoying it so far, even though I am completely struggling. I've been st- stuck on the same bit for um, the past two hours. I've seen the You've Died screen too many times. Um, but I'm I'm having a whole lot of fun with it. Um, this is my first venture into the Soulsborne games. Um, I can really, really bloody see the appeal because I, I am so crap at video games. But it really is good at sort of egging you on and going, hey, you can do it this time, you know? It's just, I don't know what it is. Here's um, a rusty knife. I bet you can do it yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you've just lost all of your currency and you can't buy any potions that you desperately need to get by this bit. But, you know, maybe you'll do it this time. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, see, this is part of what I love about the Soulsborne games is because... Yes, it is super difficult, but once you do finally move forward, you feel so much accomplishment from doing it that it's like, ah, all is that time was. Is this the sense of pride and accomplishment that EA was talking yeah. about? See, this is exactly what EA was talking about. Okay. <laughs> Except this time you don't have to spend like $90 on loot boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there is that. Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see. Elden Ring's coming. But, uh, oh God! Is it? Yeah, no. That 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 werewolf we'll is literally that. gatekeeping because that's the next thing you do is open a gate into the the world of Yarnum. Literal gatekeeping. Um, yeah. Um, ah! This game's too high IQ for us. We're too <laughs> stupid. It it does. I I always feel weird about scripted deaths. I guess. Um, I don't I don't like it because it's kind of um. 
it kind of just puts you in a bad mood to start off with. And then you're like, hey, get used to these loading screens on the PS4. Yes, uh, yes. Even, even with the – I've got the Pro. I've played it on the – I played it multiple times. And I played it on the original uh, PS4, and it loaded really slowly on those loading screens. And even the PS4 Pro, I don't think I noticed a difference. Um, so I, I, I feel for people that are dying at the beginning and just like, oh, fuck this, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to wait anymore, like – it's it's giving me rusty knives or whatever, and I can't beat this giant wolf who's in the first room. I feel for that. I kind of wish, I kind of wish I'd start a little differently. Um, I like the way that uh, uh, Dark Souls Three started. It, it kind of just threw little, little minions at you and gave you a big old yeah. sword. I mean, to start make with. it at least a little bit more accessible right in the beginning. Yeah, like Dark Souls Three, there's there's no scripted death. Like you just keep going. Uh, yeah, as, yeah, yeah, As far as you can, which is pretty cool. But um. You can beat that wolf. There's if if you do on your first time with just your fist, you can be on YouTube. <laughs> uh, there's videos on there for that. But um, yeah, it, it can be. I, I can understand how you could be a little disheartened starting Bloodborne. Yeah, but I, what draws you is how beautiful it is once you get past that wolf. Absolutely. Oh, it's gorgeous. I yeah. am gonna give it another go once I get my PS5 next week because it's part Smart. of the PS Plus collection, and oh, hopefully yeah. it'll it'll run faster. And just be. It doesn't run at sixty FPS though. Too. It's still. It's still locked to thirty, which is ridiculous. I'm thinking about making a new. They might patch that later. But yeah, um, they definitely I, could. I. I think I might run a new character. I'm gonna see how the load times are and see if I can just. Because um, I'm on my fourth playthrough for Bloodborne. Um, mm-hmm. And at this point, it's 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 too easy for my character just because like once you do the DLC on the side, like your character becomes overpowered for most of the game. I feel like, um, but I'd like to see from like new like fresh eyes again, like for brand new character, uh, no weapons or anything, just go in and, and see if it's still difficult for me or see if I've learned um, how I guess like how to maximize your character and like be good, quote unquote, at the game. Uh, I think you but, mean get good. What? Oh god, I didn't want to say that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, toxic um, man. I, I will say that game does that game does get you really really good at uh, dodging attacks. Once you've yes. mastered it, you are just dodging all around everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there is there is nothing more satisfying than perfectly blood dodging in that game. That is probably the reason why I keep going back because it's just like I can do it. It feels like yes. 100% my fault when I lose, rather I, than like the AI being fucky or something. I want that visual feedback, though. Like I want those like platinum games, like like shining bright light, slow down witch time <laughs> dodging. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and Bloodborne should have witch time. I don't, I don't know what they would do with it, but, you know, witch like... Witch time. That that's just in Bayonetta. Whenever you do a perfect dodge, you freeze time for like three or four seconds. Uh, um, uh, but I was just thinking, Bloodborne has witches in it, so. I will w- say that Bloodborne has actually affected uh, how I play Dark Souls too, because I find myself dodging way more in that game than trying to block yes. any attacks. Too. See that? Yeah, that, that's another thing. Is that like I, I don't know? I feel like I personally I like games where you parry a lot more than dodging. Uh, Dark Souls three. I do. I Wait, have Sekiro. Played... Yeah, I yeah. take it back. Sekiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. I'm, by the way, I was trying to look here at the load times. It looks like the Bloodborne load times have been reduced to less than 10 seconds usually. So for PS5. For, uh, PS5? Yeah, on PS5. They like That's what they're less saying. Less than 10 seconds. That's not yeah. bad. 
Because I think they were seriously around 30. Yeah, if they, well, if they patch it, like, that's just without a patch. Like, if they actually patch it, they could probably be non-existent. <laughs> it's hard to sit there with, like, your, your grief or, yeah. like, feeling bad about yourself for 30 seconds as you read, like, this one line of text about this weapon that you've read 100 times. <laughs> or, that, or, like, something about pebbles, and it just feels like it's mocking you at that point. Um, I, I feel for that. So, yeah. The thing, I, I love this game. This is... Um, I made an official list of my favorite games. I use that. How do you, how do you say Nerf? Is it GG app? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it at the top of my list. Um, and most of those games, I feel like could move up or down, maybe three spots. But I find it really, really hard to move Bloodborne down I- anywhere from one. It, I find it really hard to put it two. Um, if something else, if I love something else, or maybe I'm just thinking about it late at night and I want to move some other multiplayer game, maybe up to one that I played more time and put more time in. But, um, Man, it, it it's just so like hauntingly beautiful, and yeah. I I think it allows enough. Um, cause th- this was my first Souls Soulsborne game that I got into. I think it allows enough um areas to where you can grind if you want to, um, if, if you want to call somebody in to help you, um, and, and and just like just enticing the player of what what the fuck is around the that next corner. It really pulled me in to like everything's like gothic and kind of it's kind of spooky the whole time so you're walking around um you kind of figure out how to play it and what you should maybe expect and it does throw you know a left hook every once in a while that you weren't expecting but um just just totally totally engrossing and i it just pulls me in and, and I, I can't get out of it and i love this game and i wish everyone <laughs> would play it on ps5 because i'm dying for a second one but the this game One, speaks to me. It's 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 vibing for me. Even today, I I started it um, in preparation for this podcast. I wanted to get like how many hours I spent in it, and, like what level my character was, and stats and stuff, just in case. And uh, I started playing it, and I was like, man, I'm supposed to be playing Dark Souls three. Why am I over here? So I had to turn it off, and uh, I still have it installed though, and I had I hadn't played it in like three years. Uh, I will it's, let you know great. that on on GG the like uh, like amongst the like very like hundreds of thousands of like ratings on games the battle for the highest rated game of all time is consistently between Bloodborne and Breath of the Wild. No way. Yeah, it oh is. Oh my god! Like it's pretty much just like those two kind of knocking each other back up and down. <laughs> Um, that is wow. absolutely what I would not expect. That's very interesting. Yeah, that, well, those two, and then Silent Hill too sneaks in sometimes. Oh really? really? Yeah, um, I did not know that, but then I, I looked back on it. Silent Hill Two is apparently one of the all-time greats. I just totally missed I it. I do. I did love that game. Um, yeah, no, people love people love Bloodborne. It's I think it's pretty easily the most popular of them. The problem with it is that it is like locked to the PS4 pretty much. For I would now. say that's yeah for now. Um, rumors persist of a rumor. Yeah, rumors of the PC works. version persist so much that I kind of have to believe them. And it's such a natural game to put on PC and say like. Here, fuck with it in 60 FPS, everybody. Just leave us alone, you know? Is Demon's Souls on PC? Nope. No. Mm. I really... So- I, yeah. I'm way more interested in Bloodborne coming to PC than Demon's Souls, just because yeah, I really I want my brother to play Bloodborne. I Yeah, I I have um, friends who like the Soulsborne games, so they don't have a PS4. And uh, I, I really want it to come on PC. Uh, mostly for... Also, on top of that, mostly for... um, uh, What do they call it? Like conserving video games what's it called 
preserve i guess video game preservation yeah, pre- preservation thank you video yeah. game preservation like I, I don't want it to be locked to ps4 because here in a and few be, years yeah it's hard to recommend oh yeah go buy a ps4 from yeah just I mean, for this one game yeah <laughs> the um stop what happened that, that that was the problem persona 4 got into until they put it on pc like it was locked to the ps vita of all things and like oh no, no nobody oh, could play oh, it like- Wow. Great games went to die. Bloody yep. hell. Oh, well, the Dark yeah. Souls of consoles. Playing Jesus. That's number three. <laughs> it is. That's number three. Um, also, I was just, I wanted to th- give a shout out to everybody leaving messages in Bloodborne that are like, hey, go look around the left corner there. There's a really good chest. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about the games. <laughs> I like the ones that are like, you can do it. Basic, or they're like the dragon has ice I powers. You. You're gonna want to <laughs> use fire. <laughs> I like the ones. I like the ones right near the edge that are like jump. So then you're like, oh, there's an item down there, and no, you just kill yourself. <laughs> I like the ones that are just like getting creepy about blood. They're like, you are b- blessed by the blood, made men by the blood, <laughs> and just like just like random ones. Half everywhere. of those, it's like it's so Don't hard to tell. It's so hard to tell if this was written like by like the game designers or like an actual human because yeah. some of them is like I was born of blood and I'll die of blood and the other one's like go get the chest you know <laughs> <laughs> and then like you get to the ch- it's like it's not a mimic it's a chest there's a big diamond inside go get it it's like spoiler alert it's a mimic yeah <laughs> in Bloodborne they put a uh, uh, wall of illusion or something like that because it's a big thing in Dark Souls. And so you're sitting there, like, rolling into the wall and, like, hitting it with your sword and, like, trying to, like, throw coins at it or whatever the fuck. Trying to ha- Do you throw coins in that you, game? You can put coins down. I think they're coins. So you can, like, find your path back. Oh, I don't, like I don't know anyone coins. who uses that. I, I don't think I use that one time. It's not useful because after you've run through it three times and you're dying constantly, like, you know how to get back. I don't know why they ever... They're in all the games, I'm pretty sure. Like, I didn't even Sekiro realize that's that. what those Bloodborne were for. Had that. Dark Souls 3 has that. <laughs> I think Remnant from the Ashes had that, if y'all are into those games. Huh. But um Interesting. But yeah, like find your way back with these breadcrumbs. I I don't understand that. That that feels really dated. So <laughs> I don't know why they're putting that in the games. But yeah. Gotcha. I think uh I think we've groveled to the uh Bloodborne gods and Yeah, uh, to the can... to the to the Lovecraftian abominations. Oh, um I wanna can I shout out a YouTube channel? It's um, yeah. Vadi Oh, shit, what's it called? It's V. I don't know how to say it. Vadi Vidya, V A A T I V I D Y A. Um, what, like after I the first time I played Bloodborne, I did not care about the story or lore at all. You get like you like we were saying earlier, you get the little NPCs that'll whisper stuff to you, and you know it's about blood and there's like a Bloodborne disease going on, and that's what's making everyone crazy. But um, it wasn't until my second playthrough that like I went and I kind of dive deep into the lore and um mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to find on your own i will give i will give uh, critics that um but if if you're like me and you don't really care about story in video games for the most part um it, it's nice to go back and like look at it on your own but if you don't want to do that because it is bloodborne and everything's spread out and hard to find and there's monsters guarding lore for you to even progress in that in your own story i guess um Go on YouTube and like watch some stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really love his videos too. Oh, you I, I can too? Suck. Yeah, I've watched his videos too. V a a t i v i d y a. He's okay. really good. Nice. Uh, that's and that's all the Soulsborne games. He, 
That's like that's what his YouTube channel is dedicated to. But he's really good. Recommend it. Cool. All right. Um, so let's quickly go dark, talk about Dark Souls three. Um, this was kind of Miyazaki's follow up to Dark Souls one, and it was more as kind of a linear game rather than trying to do it as like an open world. So it, it does by nature give a lot more direction. You always know exactly where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to be doing. It's just a matter of doing it. Um, and I, I will say that Dark Souls 3 was a lot easier. I spent, I want to say, about five, six hours on Dark Souls 3 before kind of putting nice. it down. Um, to be honest, I, I, I don't think I really enjoyed the slowness of the gameplay. Um, Very slow. Yeah. And, I mean, like... It, it wasn't because it was, like, the hard... It was still very hard. The, whatever, Edix Gundren or whatever the first boss is, was, like, still very difficult. It took me, like, 19, 20 tries to beat him. And then, like, you is know, that, I was like... Hmm? Is that the knight that you pull the sword out of? That's, like... Yeah, or is I think that, so. like, the crawly dude? It, no, no, it's, like, the knight, yeah. He's, like, a big... And then he gets really big, and then he has, like, a bunch of gunk growing... And, like, three extra heads yes. growing out of his back. Okay. Yeah. 19, um, huh? Probably something like that, I would think. What? Why? You think it should have done it faster? I need to get good. I did it in one. I did it on my yeah. first try. <laughs> it's, yeah, Not to it brag. Took, it took me Look, a very okay. long time, but I mean, I, I was able to move past it. And like, uh, the honestly, the reason I was able to finally do it is because I just like looked up some tips, and people were like, oh, you know, like dodge behind him and like use the fire on his back head or whatever. And I was like, how was I supposed to know which head to hit? He's four know. of them. <laughs> um. Anyway, the. So, yeah, I don't know. Does anyone have anything to say about Dark Souls 3, just because we're kind of running low on time? I have not I'm, played that one, so I, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm playing it right now. Um, right now? Compared- we're, we're recording a podcast. Like as we speak. Oh, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not, I'm not rude. I'm not that rude. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, I play it. I played it during D&D a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Sorry, Matt. Um, yeah, that's true. I've definitely played I, Smash Bros. during D&D before. Sorry, Matt. I, I had like a, a little imposter syndrome coming in here, I guess, just because I, I play a lot of Dark Souls adjacent games, um, or what I consider adjacent anyways. Um, so I was like, I've played everything but like the actual Dark Souls series and Demon Souls, mostly because I didn't have a PS3 and I don't have a PS5 yet, um, which I'm super furious about all the time. Um, but... I really wanted to play Dark Souls, and I've kind of been working backwards in this series. I, I did Bloodborne, I did Sekiro, and then I did like Remnant from the Ashes, and um, among some other games that are yeah. not made by FromSoft, but still in the same category. Um, but Dark Souls Three, I, I get to it, and um, it's a lot slower than Bloodborne and Sekiro. And for the longest time, I didn't know about shields until about a, maybe like an hour in. Uh, so I guess like four hours into my playthrough. Um, it, it is a lot slower. I, I'm not sure that I like it as much as um, Sekiro and Bloodborne, just because mm-hmm. it's way more RPG heavy. Like you're finding swords that all look identical and they all do about the same move set. Yeah, it's like plus 0.56% yeah. damage. Yeah. yeah, and then they, like, okay. they have weight in the game, which I think weight is like the worst one of the worst um, video game things that still linger today, uh, like when you're heavier, you're gonna it's hard you're gonna to love roll. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have 19 no. axes in my inventory. I can't get rid of. It doesn't even oh let God. you take them out. Does it make you slower? No, it doesn't do anything. It That's definitely makes you, you slower. You will, Dark Souls. you will, yeah, you will genuinely love it. I'm saying, but it like it makes it so like once you once you collect a weapon or something in that game, you cannot get it out of your inventory. You can't sell it or like dismantle it or anything. So you're just like. 
by the end of the game, you're carrying, like, 15 hammers. And, like, you don't notice, but it's like, I have so many hammers in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, Dark Souls 3 much slower um i'm gonna i'm gonna go through it i'm gonna beat it i don't think it's as hard i don't want to upset anyone but i don't think it's quite as hard as bloodborne or even sekiro i didn't think Sek like i think feel like sekiro was a little easier oh, wait a little harder like which is like mm-hmm. regular npcs uh dark souls in three so far for me has a little more like spikes in difficulty like you'll run into this one dude just out there that's amazing and everyone else is like a skeleton that you have to hit four times. But yeah, yep. So uh, far, so far, I like it. I, I will, I will say, I think I thought Bloodborne was way harder than Dark Souls. Um, Three or one? One. Okay. Hmm. Uh, that's okay. the only one I really have experience with. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. So let we gotta we gotta keep rolling. So I'm gonna talk quickly about like challenge versus accessibility and sort of from softwares. A consistent refusal to put like an easy mode in their games like i mean genuinely the thing is like it just it wouldn't ruin the game like <laughs> it just like make it okay for other people to play it who maybe just don't have the the time or the mechanical responsiveness to like be able to play these games mm-hmm. i don't know like i i genuinely really think that you could like there there are ways to make this game easier to play without like compromising the design of them and like yeah yeah absolutely just i mean it's like you were saying about you know you can still have it so that you're sussing out a lot of the game yourself with it not spelling it out for you because i feel like that is definitely a design choice but you can also put an option in there just to make it so the enemies do a little bit less damage while we figure it's, out because yeah. that, that is that is the difficulty is figuring it out so it does it wouldn't be taking away from it yeah. yeah, to maybe put that in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, uh, personally, it would ruin it for me, but I just wouldn't use it. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. I, just I mean, it would it would make it. sense yeah. for people to have the option to do it, but I mean, I I personally wouldn't use it, but it doesn't matter to me if it was there. Right. Yeah. Like it's it, and also I was reading that Blue Point, who was doing the Demon Souls remake, like they mm. actually put an easy mode in for a little while, and then they eventually <laughs> took it out before they released it. I don't think they made it. I think they were talking about it. Oh, they were talking it about it, maybe. Yeah. They were like, um, they wanted to. Did they give to. a reason? C- the, be, be, they're not the developers. They, 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 yeah, they are they, a remaster studio, yeah. aren't they? They're, they remade it from the ground up. This is not a remaster. This is like is, a full, like as if they had made a new game. Um, they said that. They do, who else did they? They did Shadow of the Colossus remake. That's what yeah. I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I kind of agree with them. I think it's not their place to add something like that. Um, because they were hired to basically just like remaster or not remaster. What'd you say? Remake like, a game, re- basically. Remake it, yeah, up. yeah. Um, so I, I, I understand, and I think I appreciate what they did. Looking, yeah, back. I, I just like, like I, I just want there to be a little bit. Like I, I think video games are already the most inaccessible form of media, just inherently. Like you know, anything hmm. we can do to kind of make it so that more people can play video games, I think is is mostly good in my book, but. Yeah, obviously you don't want to compromise the design, but, like, again, just adding a mode where, like, you get some extra health and, like, more healing flasks or whatever is, like, yeah. not going to ruin the game, you know? You just say, like, yeah. the way the way Nintendo approaches it, I like with Fire Emblem, like, where the tradition, like, you know, the, what they call classic mode, which is the default, is, like, the hard mode, and then, like, you can also turn on casual mode if you want. Like, they tell you at the beginning, like, classic mode is the way the game is meant to be played, it's supposed to be pretty hard. Like, if you play it through casual mode, like, you're compromising the experience, but it's up to you. And it's like, yeah. 
I I played I played Fire Emblem in, in classic mode because I wanted to do that. But like again, it, it it's great. It makes it way more accessible to people. You know, even if there was yeah. like. Oh no! Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. <laughs> even even if there was like a easy mode that they that you could like turn on and off. So like if you do get stuck in an area, someone mm-hmm. that's like a little more casual about it will be like, okay, I'm just going to stop playing this game because I can't get past this part. Whereas yeah, you could just like turn on an easier mode for just a little bit just to get past that part and that, then turn it yeah. back on to being. A Quick shout out to uh, Mario Rabbids, which actually had a mechanic where like you could basically like you would just tell it like I want to turn on easy mode just for this one fight and then it would like revert Hmm. back to the like the harder difficulty which is nice um because like i think that is an issue um yeah i i think this all goes back into like for me like i think sekiro is like a fucking masterpiece i'm probably never gonna finish it i've spent 30 hours on it and i'm like what i understand is about halfway through the game um Uh, console or pc i'm on pc okay uh but uh i love it it's it's an amazing game but I think the, um, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I, I got to a point where I spent uh, about two hours of fighting the ape, and uh, I didn't I didn't beat it yet, but I sat, I, I just, like, kind of stopped, and I thought, like, I don't, this game values my time much less than I do. I don't have two hours to fight this ape. I have other things I need to do, and at that point, I kind of just, like, put it down, and, like, I, I think that's my problem with this, is that, like, I feel like these games like work under the assumption that you have infinite time to play video games and master them and get good at them. <laughs> That's such a big problem with with difficult games. Um, I mean, I very recently have been p- um, playing Final Fantasy games, and holy shit, do they not value your time, especially like yes. towards the end of Final Fantasy VII. Oh my god! Like <laughs> remake <laughs> like, or I the original? Just... Oh, original. Um, okay. and I was on the final disc, and just the fact that you... I think you can save <laughs> twice in the final disc it's just ridiculous it's yeah um and i think like to get semi-philosophical for a second i think largely games mean to people whatever you want them to and whatever you bring to it um i i can understand like game developers want to sort of guide you towards the understanding which they intended in their head but i think gamers should be trusted to sort of set their own experience you, you, know? lo- you lost me at yeah. gamers should be trusted <laughs> okay, fuck, good point. oh god no please don't quote me on that <laughs> that's gonna no, be co- you're, you're, that's gonna be like cut out of context like the fucking scooby-doo like i think that's- coolsville sucks that's a new uh game t-shirt for sure gamers can be trusted uh uh, and you know, if I'm if I am gonna get cancelled for that, I deserve it yeah. because I should um, never I should never have said that. <laughs> all right, we are running low on time. I'm gonna keep trying to barrel us forward. One last thing I want to touch on is that unfortunately, From Software does not own any of their own IPs, which I don't know if everyone knows. FromSoft does not own Dark Souls. They do not own Bloodborne. They do not own Sekiro. They do not own wow. Demon Souls. All of these games have been made under another publisher with that publisher retaining, like, the full rights, which is how Sony is remaking Demon's Souls without From Software right now. Um, so, I don't know. Like, is there... Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, should they continue doing it this way and, like, getting these getting funding from these big publishers and, like, not owning their own properties? Because, like, if they were to make a game without, like, you know, another publisher involved, then it would be a much lower budget game. They would not have anywhere near the number of resources to work with. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sort of in the camp of where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, things seem to be going pretty well right now, and I I think uh, 
if they just keep going with the with working with the bigger publishers so they yeah. have, so they do have the bigger budget it i mean that works for me right and like some people have the fear of like we even talked we even joked about the loot boxes before but i mean like activision does own sekiro they published it you know like it's mm. it's not insane to think at some point activision might with their next collaboration with fromsoft like kind of say like hey slide why don't you open that loot box over there? It's full of goodies. <laughs> See, I, go I will care if that happens. <laughs> yeah. I think I think worst comes to worst, though. It sounds like they have the capacity to just do another spiritual successor. So sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um go ahead. Oh, I kind of wanted to step back to accessibility a little bit. Like, um, Re and Nerv, I know that that y'all are trying to get into the. Soulsborne games. What, what what exactly do y'all want in terms of um, ability to, uh, or I guess from the developer, what what do y'all want um, given given to y'all, or like um, uh, made less difficult for y'all to finish the games that that you you kind of finish. I would like for it to be. What are looking for more, specifically? Ge- genuinely, what I would like from games like this is to be more forgiving uh, of death. Like mm-hmm. that's. I don't really mind the idea of dying so often, but the fa- the idea of like continually getting punished for dying is not appealing to me. Like the I, I enjoy like I've mentioned, like Celeste is one of my favorite games of all time, which is very yes. difficult, but like I Forgive. love it because it's extremely forgiving. It start you lose like maybe three seconds of progress every time you die. Like right. and you know, you're, you're supposed to kind of, you're supposed to die a lot and you wear that you wear your deaths as like a badge of honor. And like the way the game frames it is like, hey, you didn't die 30 times in this room. You were so smart that you came up with 30 different ways to try this. And it's like I, I really appreciate when games are like that rather than like you fuck you lost. If you just lost 15 minutes of progress, you asshole. Yes, I absolutely agree. I mean, when um, my partner's really big into the Soulsborne games, and he knows I suck at games, so he said, look, don't look at every death as like, I died. Look at it as like, oh, okay, that's not the way to do it. But that's hard to do that when I have to wait 10 years to reload, (laughs) and I've lost all my currency. Um, (laughs) So maybe have more of like, like, do you remember Super Meat Boy? Like, you just... Yes. You're, you're back in an instant, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's sort of the same. Like, I'm not saying, like, don't punish at all, because I feel like that is sort of the point of the game. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, just sort of see it from the player's point of view, as in, like, okay, I've just wasted, you know, I've just lost 15 minutes of progress. I'm being sent all the way back here. Um, I've already used all my ammo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does come down to just sort of maybe being able. To, I mean, I know they're very precious about this, but just being <laughs> able to make the um, the uh, yeah the enemies a little tiny bit easier to kill, maybe tiny tiny bit that would be nice. Do you yeah. feel like that's the fault of the hardware or the software? I feel like it's a combination Ooh. because I yeah, think the lo- the loading times definitely are a part of it, and I think that's when- hardware. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like a, a part of it definitely is the hardware. Yeah, like Celeste loads immediately. Like you wait yeah. maybe a second, and yeah. and I love that about the game. That was great. If re if Bloodborne loaded in two seconds after your death and you were back at the lamp, um, would would you feel like that was enough, or do, would you like more from the devs? I would definitely stick with it a whole lot longer. Mm. Um, I'd have to play more of, the, of Bloodborne to see whether that be enough to keep me going, but. Like, yeah, it, it 
like today I finished purely because like I was just getting sick of the loading times. I don't so blame it you, yeah. would definitely it, it would it would definitely keep me playing longer. Yeah, I, I really hope they do patch it up for the PS5, and I, I promise, like, the PS5 could, like, make it so there's no load times and run it at 60 FPS. Like, it has the power to do that. Just just do it. Um, Alright, well, we gotta, we gotta keep moving. Quick question, are there enough ghosts? Yes or no? I think my uh, answer is never. never no, more ghosts? ghosts? Okay. I wanted to ask Why you not? in private what this question means. Are there <laughs> enough sure. ghosts, Justin? The, the question's framed. Are there enough ghosts? There are no ghosts. Moving there on. are no ghosts. Okay. Wow. That's that's so a controversial answer. By default, we need more. Yeah. That, see, the, the problem is we. we I wanted to have like a thematic question that like we ask every week and we talked about and like we've been doing like does this need more or less ghosts? But the answer every week has been more ghosts, obviously. <laughs> so like, I don't know how to frame this in a way such as that that like it inspires any sort of conversation besides everyone just saying yes. You know, I I went <laughs> back and I listened to. Uh, a couple of these podcasts and i didn't hear this question once from my memory Did I not? so i was reading the notes oh, for this episode and i was it. like what is he talking about are there more like, ghosts. ghosts in bloodborne all right Dark all right Souls? all right i get it We're, we'll retire this question no more ghosts no 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 no, no. i'm not no, yeah. we're thanks not. justin i'm, I'm sticking i'm, I'm sticking by a... our branding nirav we're not oh, we're no. not abandoning it our just brand yet. i'm trying so hard for branding we have to fit ghosts in here somewhere <laughs> or we're not gonna be the game busters anymore look I, I blame your previous uh, guests on the podcast, all of them. I blame them for not uh, pushing the, pushing this ghost narrative enough. Okay, it's their fault. There are not enough ghosts. Look, there is a we, there we is all a need to download guys. There if there is an overarching ghost, ghost narrative here, but you have to really look for it. Like it's not ghost gonna. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all these episodes. Like you have to look around to find the story. It's not it's not gonna show itself to you immediately. All right, uh, let's go to the next bit. Uh, time for games. So uh, this is hopefully not too long. Um, because of Miyazaki, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki is a pretty uh, you know well-known guy, well-respected in his industry. Um, perhaps well more, more well-known is Hayao Miyazaki, the Studio Ghibli guy. So I was thinking, oh, what if I had these Miyazakis kind of fight? Um, and... <laughs> So naturally, naturally what I've done here is I've grabbed some characters because I know you guys aren't familiar with Dark Souls 3 as much. So I've grabbed some characters from Dark Souls 3 and some characters from uh, Studio Ghibli movies, uh, only from ones that Miyazaki directed. Nice. And um, I'm going to name them and you guys are going to tell me, is, is it Hide or Hayo? Okay. Uh-oh. I'm right. going to be so good at this, you won't. <sighs> and I have randomly ordered these. Uh, <laughs> all right. The Crystal Sage. Say again, sorry? The Crystal Sage. The Crystal Sage. Is this a Studio Ghibli character or a Dark Souls character? No, this is a Dark Souls character. This is not going to go well. (laughs) (laughs) This is not going to be good. All right. Let's try this one. (laughs) Madam Solomon. Hayo. Hayo. Hayo, yeah. Hayo. Yeah, it is Studio Ghibli. All right. uh, Lobok. Can you spell it? L-U-B-B-O-C-K. I'm going to go with Hayo again. Lubbock. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Hayo as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you got him. That is, yes. I think it's from House, uh, House Moving Castle. Um, King of the Storm. Hide. Hide. 
You did? Yeah. You feeling it? All right. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. All right. You're doing pretty good so far, actually. Okay. We're recovered. All right. Yeah. Now, I, now this next now. one, I want you to think about it for a second okay. and think about how it could fit into both of these. The Demon Prince. Hmm. I mean, I feel like this has got to be a bait. It's got to be higher. Yeah. Or is it? Or is it like a double bait? I'm gonna go for like, high. I'm well. always double baiting, dude. Because I'm gonna go. Yeah. From Bloodborne or I'm gonna go heat aid just because y'all both said higher. Mm. Yeah, is this like reverse reverse psychology? I don't know. <laughs> All right, it is. It is heat aid. It was reverse reverse yes! psychology. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Kyle wins. The Maybe. Clock Town Caretaker. Oh, that's Hio for sure. Yeah, Hio. Yeah, yeah, it got to be okay. Hio. Yeah, I think if I'd included Bloodborne in this, that could have been a guy. I mean, the Clocktown Caretaker could definitely be a Bloodborne guy, I think. I would have known. I oh, would have yeah. said no. Yeah, that's why I didn't include it, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you just know too much about the bloody game. Yeah, I know. That, that's why I didn't put it in there. 140 hours in that game. Uh, Question mark? <laughs> How dare you know stuff about the game that we're doing a podcast All right. on? Not The Witch of the Waste. Oh, that, oh, okay. That's a uh, uh, day. So yeah, I'm gonna say. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's uh, the 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 movie one. <laughs> Studio. You, you, you could say <laughs> like Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm I'm sticking with Heat. I'm sticking with Dark Souls. Yeah, I'm saying Heat again. Okay. <laughs> it is is Studio Ghibli. I know. Yeah. The, oh. What movie is that? Is that Ca- uh, Howl's Moving Castle? It is Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Now here, now let's think about this one too. The old demon king. Mm. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I mean, no. This time it's just the yeah. one reverse psychology. I'm it's saying gonna, higher. It's gonna be higher. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't I'm reverse go- reverse psychology us again. I'm doing FromSoft. It is FromSoft. I got you again. I did it again. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I got two more. Count Lazar. Oh no! Um, I'm Dark Souls. Um, Dark Souls. That's a Ghibli. <laughs> what movie? I start. I, start uh, I believe. Storm. I think Castle of Cagliostro. I think. Never saw it. Okay, fair enough. Count it. Or um, and then I last one. Like six of those. Come on. I know. There's like. F- there's like forty, 15? dude. <laughs> oh. Well, if you count if you count just Miyazaki movies, there's like fifteen. But if you count all of Studio Ghibli, there's like forty movies. <laughs> I uh I really want to rewatch a lot of them. You uh, okay. Princess Mononoke is probably my favorite movie. So That's a good movie. Yeah, All right. Um cool. last one, Pontiff Sullivan. Hmm. So oh, earlier er, so I just want to say earlier we had Madame Sullivan and that was from Studio Ghibli. Now we have Pontiff Pontiff Sullivan. Now just cuz you're saying that I'm going to say Hide. I'm going to go uh from soft. Or am I double baiting you again? Pontiff is... You wouldn't go for. You wouldn't do that. I would. Again. Would I do a triple double bait? <laughs> you would not. No, I think. I think you've got higher standards than that. I'm. I'm. I'm locking in. I'm locking in Hede. Okay. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm gonna go from soft only because they're kind of pretentious in their names. Pontiff, come on. Come on, the Pontiff. Come on. Is it from soft? Kyle, tell us. What would you say, Kyle? I said Hide. You did? Okay, you yeah. all got it. Yeah, it is it is Hide. Okay. Hey, nice. Okay, so it's nice. just the, the, the double double cross. Yeah. I can't I can't I, word it anymore. <laughs> Whatever strategy you're yeah, going for there. We don't uh I don't think we we don't ever keep score on these, but I, Justin, I think you got like all of them except one right. So uh the first one I missed 
I'm gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the um the records will show. Uh, Does that mean I get the last word? No, no. That that that. Well, the last word is for the Hall of Fame Lester, which uh Son you did you did. What, so you I tied and, Kyle, and I won. Yeah, this. you're tied yeah. with me. Kyle so, gets nothing. Well, well, we'll get there, but basically, you guys have to both say the last word at the last at the same time. Oh. Okay. Um, that's always really fun. it's always really good and it works out well it's it's good it's a is good it audio it, it's a good audio it's a good audio experience for everyone listening <laughs> so let's close up uh let's what's up with elden ring guys hey they gave more news uh right around halloween and that more news was yes it still exists that's nah, literally it's always, the, always a promising the sign same, when that happens in development. That always is the same amount of information we have about Bayonetta three because, like, the last <laughs> time we saw it was 2017, and then in a Ooh. direct in a, in a direct a year ago, like late 2019, they they like uh, a a guy from Platinum just appeared and was like, ah, I'm sure you're all curious about the progress on Bayonetta three. We're working on it, <laughs> 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 and then that's it. Would it help to know for the Elden Ring, uh, the Elden Ring update around Halloween that they also included a screenshot that was from the trailer that they had already released? <laughs> nice. <laughs> there are no problems, dude. Elden, Elden Ring, Ring has double baited yeah. us, if anything. Uh, but, but let's be honest at this point. Like, think about all of the times a FromSoft game shouldn't have worked. Like, Demon Souls just being in <laughs> development hell. Dark Souls 2, like, having its main guy work on something else. Like, yeah. can they pull it through again? That, that is the real question. Also, Will it defy all odds of game development? I'm, I'm, I'm here for... I'm, I'm here to defend George R.R. R. Martin for a minute, because people Uh-oh. have unfairly blamed him him for the delay of this game. And that is... <laughs> it abso- makes sense. Well, yeah, I know you would think to do that, but just do a little research. So I'm pretty sure it's just COVID. It's, it, it. I'm guessing it is. So George R. R. Martin's involvement in this game is that he is the story writer and he has crafted the world of this game. And what he did was he tra- in early 2019, like February to March 2019, for about seven weeks, I think, he traveled to Japan and he worked with From Software in the studio for seven weeks. And... Before that, he had done all like a lot of work and storyboarding and everything. And after those seven weeks, he left, and his part of the game is done. He he is not oh, wow. yeah. So he has been done with the game for about a year or, or for almost two years now. Like that's good. So I was ready so to blame him. To, yeah, we have enough to blame him. We have for, yeah. You know? like, there's, there's a whole other franchise you can be angry at him for. So stick to that. Yeah, you, know? you don't need to invent stuff. Harness your anger. <laughs> project it their way uh it's a lot of people think it's gonna be at the game awards i think that's probably pretty likely at this point i think that and you think so yeah i I think i I wouldn't say Would you put it in writing on your uh quiz it will put it uh no on my quiz for my um, on my survey for the wild ones i think i put doom guy in smash oh wow (laughs) that's my wild ones Uh, i i want to uh want to cut back to accessibility again and say with george r r r Sorry, G R R Martin. Uh, Germ. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the Germ, Mr. Germ. When he's when he's doing the writing for this series, I really hope that they do finally put an easy mode in this because he's so accessible to everyone. Be just because of HBO. Um, I, I really yeah. hope that I think a lot of people are gonna gravitate towards this game. I'm just pro- projecting here. I don't know. Yeah, no, um, I think you're right. 
I, I really hope they put a an easy mode in this game specifically. One to settle the argument of like, does it hurt um, the the hardcore gamers that want to have like the pure experience of a blood, what's called Soulsborne series. Um, I just think he's too mass appealing to not do it. So I think this would be a good time to try it. So whether we blame him or not for the delay, I really hope they put that in this game. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's wrap up here. Um, so thank you to Todd Howard for making Star, Star Files. Was that what it was called? <laughs> Star Files. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for that. Uh, the, the RPG mechanics in that are going to be really great. Um, Definitely. So, um, yeah, you can find us at GameLuster.com. We have a lot of cool videos up on YouTube.com slash GameLuster. And we have our Game of the Year stuff coming out starting next week. Um, I am going to be sort of a fake Jeff Keighley and be hosting those. (laughs) Um, So our our nominations will be out next week. You should have more confidence. Jeff Keighley's going to be a fake you. Oh, my God. We're going to get in there first. There you go. Ooh, you're right. You're going to wear a jacket? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, sweet. I was thinking, do I want to do the Jeff Keighley or do I want to do the Phil Spencer where I wear jeans and a t-shirt and a very expensive blazer? (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, what about a combo? (laughs) Or I could do a Todd and just wear a leather jacket. I was about to say, I was about to say, please do a Todd, please. Jeff Spencer. I still still remember, like, after that, like, press conference, like, on that starter packs thing, it's like Todd Howard starter pack, and it was just like... Tennis shoes, like ex- like five thousand dollar <laughs> jeans, and like a leather jacket. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you can also. I want to start throwing out. You guys could, um, if we appreciate any ratings and reviews, if you guys want to throw them out on on Apple Podcasts or like, I think that's the one people mostly check. But like, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, if you want to throw us a review and, and rating. Um, and we're going to be doing some some giveaways in the future too. So join us on our brand new branded Twitter. Um, you can oh, find the us. Twitter, yes. Yeah, you can find us at Gamebusters Pod on Twitter. Um, we have uh, all new cool stuff and lots of fun new uh, followers. We're gonna try and kind of get people a little more involved. Hopefully, once we start building up a little more more of a following, and uh, yeah, I would like to get to a point where we can like you know take questions and comments from people on before that for things to talk about on the show. So we'll we'll keep working for that. Um, yeah. Any so let's uh, give any plugs. So Kyle, you have anything to plug? Um, why did you have to put me first <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plug Sekiro because that's what I'm playing right now okay <laughs> I don't think people understand what a plug is when they get on here uh, Justin are you are you working on anything creatively you would like to encourage people to check out Um, I am learning AutoCAD okay. <laughs> uh, uh, are but you, creatively, are you plugging AutoCAD <laughs> No, I'm not because they have enough money. Um, please go play uh, Remnant from the Ashes. We didn't talk about it. We ran out of time, I think. But, oh yeah, um, there's some yeah some other games. Yeah, Remnant. Uh, Code if you've got Bane, a three squad, Mortal Shell. Used... Yeah. Yes. 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 If if um see I I play a lot of the uh like I said earlier the tangent the games Soul, Souls like games yeah yes um Remnant from the Ashes I believe is on Xbox Game Pass. Um, get a squad of three. It's quite fun. Um. It's third-person shooter, so keep that in mind. It's very good. Please play it, because I want them to make another one. Okay. Oh, also The Surge. I think that's that's on somewhere, too, but that's also a Souls-like. Um, okay, uh, cool. Uh, let's see. Re, what do we got? 
Uh, again, just uh, we've got the Lusty Awards coming up, and we're getting in there before the Game Awards, as far as I know. So, yeah, yeah go us. Um, we've got the nominations sorted, so check out the website for, for when they go up next week, and then we should have our video content going out early December. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. Yeah. All right. Um, so last word for winner, as I said, uh, Kyle and Justin, uh, I want you guys to sort of ha- like, I know you guys have both have like these signature catchphrases that you're always saying. Um, if you guys could just sort of say those at the same time and close this out. Oh God. Ready? Three, two, one. People don't oh finish video games anyways. Please don't worry about easy mo- Kyle, what are you doing in. what is happening right now <laughs> i don't know this was, was the, the this phrase. was the dark right. souls of outro it. bits look i did like no, 20 I minutes of research this morning my catchphrase okay, was just we're starting over about coming up with the catchphrase <laughs> we're starting born over. by the blood made men by the blood play bloodborne it's pretty good my catchphrase is just what justin said <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for having us on <laughs> yeah. I hope we I hope we showed our worth. <laughs>